Good Sunday morning, Lighthouse. Welcome to our online worship service. Kumusta po kayo? I pray that you are well. Our Lighthouse family, our city gate, the regions in the entire archipelago. I pray that you are ready and uh, comfortable in your homes as you, as we all receive the message of the Lord this Sunday. We are very much in the Reboot series, all right? This is part three, a uh, few Sundays back. Pastor Jonathan uh, preached about control your future, which he said you cannot actually do so if you do not know the Lord in your life, right? And then uh, last Sunday, Coach Carlo and even Bishop Pura in our Pinoy service Preach about the message, alter your focus. Today, the title of our uh, uh, message is uh, Delete Your Fears. Delete or uh, defeat your fears. So control, alt, delete. Our reference is coming from Joshua chapter 6, the fall of Jericho. We will just read one verse, the rest. I will narrate, hoping that we will be able to unearth precious lessons from the Lord. So if you are ready, get your Bibles, and then we will pray. All right? Let's bow down and ask the Lord for His blessings. Father, we come to you with thanksgiving. Thank you for giving us another day to receive from you. We ask for your Holy Spirit to speak to us in your most special way. Let your name be lifted up. Let your words give clarity and illumination in our lives so that we can live it out. Live, Lord, according to the ways that you, have, uh, want, that you want us to uh, live. Panginoon, pagpalain ka, madakila ka, we surrender to you our hearts, we surrender to you our whole being. We give you praise. We honor you and we thank you in the name of Jesus, we pray. We will be reading from Joshua chapter 6, verse 20. Let's read. When the trumpet sounded, the army shouted. And at the sound of the trumpet, when the men gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed. So everyone charged straight in and they took the city. Let us understand the context of this particular passage. It is very important, mahalaga po ito, na para maunawaan natin so that we can fully understand the entire narrative. We have to go back to its background and its immediate context. In this passage, the, the general topic of Joshua is the conquest of Canaan. This is part of the fulfillment of the promise of the Lord that was given to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob later with Moses. This is about bringing them into a land that is flowing with milk and honey. And of course, it was given, as I mentioned to Moses, the predecessor of Joshua. If we are able to appreciate this, then we will be much ready to be successful in the battles that we face. Number two, 
the unorthodox warfare of Israel. Ito po ang kakaiba. It is not the usual, not the traditional means of engaging in battle. Remember that not a single military hardware was used in the breaking down of the wall. God truly works in His miraculous, and as the song says, mysterious ways. Amen? But the third and most important part of the narrative is the fear factor in the life of Joshua. It is actually oxymoronic when you are a conqueror, yet you are fearful, right? Parang hindi tugma. But really, if you will study the life of Joshua, fear played a very big part in this particular narrative. So, allow me to start with the end in mind. One lesson already. You will never be able to reboot or restart anew if your decisions are driven by fears. And in this particular fear, what I'm trying to allude at is the unholy fears or unhealthy fears that so influence our decisions in life. In fact, if you have fear, you will be stagnant. You will be paralyzed. You will not be able to move as your fears is actually holding you back, right? Remember Joshua's predicament that was stated in the early part of the series. Pastor Jonathan mentioned about this. He was repeatedly encouraged by the Lord to be strong and courageous. While that sounded encouraging, right, sounded positive, Joshua was actually coming from the point, a point of fear. Let us do a character study so that we can learn even more. Joshua, he was first mentioned. He was first mentioned in the Bible when Moses called upon him to lead the Israelites in the battle with the Amalekites. It, was, it is found in Exodus 17. And in this amazing struggle, he was victorious. Joshua, nanalo si Joshua rito. But as long as the hands of Moses are lifted up, they were winning. But when it goes down, natatalo naman sila. They would be defeated by the enemy, right? So if you were Joshua, malamang malito ka. Most likely, you will be confused. Imagine you are running after the enemy and then all of a sudden, the hands of Moses uh, gets tired. Bababa ito, maya maya ikaw naman. You will be the one uh, to be hounded by the enemy, right? So it is uh, like uh, the cartoons, uh, Tom and Jerry show. Habulan kayo pabalik-balik depending on the, the situation of Moses. But it was recorded that they won that specific battle. How? They placed a wooden stand under Moses' arms. So, in that story, it was clear that Joshua was an experienced warrior. Right? Number two, Joshua was an eyewitness and Moses encounter, encounters with the Lord. He accompanied Moses when he ascended in the biblical Mount Sinai. When Moses was communing with God, Joshua was there watching. 
when, when the Lord gave the instructions to, to create the tabernacle, and even during the, the giving of the Ten Commandments, Joshua was there witnessing all of those. And when they descended down to, to, uh, from the mountain, they have seen the Israelites worshiping the, the golden calf. Joshua was, was there as an eyewitness in Moses' encounter with God. Number three, Joshua was a wily spy in Numbers 13. He was identified as one of the 12 spies sent by Moses to explore Canaan, right? And he was with Caleb and the other 10, but they were the only two who gave an encouraging report. And that's the reason why the Lord gave a reward to him and to Caleb that they will be able to cross the land of Canaan, the promised land. Joshua was a wily spy. And of course, Joshua was Moses' trusted aide. Super alalay po siya. In all of the narrative of uh, Moses, you can see Joshua on the side. So what's the summary? Joshua was a strong-willed person, courageous in battle, experienced, wily, crowning, crafty. In fact, if you will, you know, look at him today, he, he was likened to a general, a military tactician, right? But here's the point. Moses was there to guide him. All of this character, courageous traits, it is now being challenged because he is now the leader. Moses died already. So the question is, did Joshua feel lack of confidence? I think so. Why? Because you will see in the conversation, in his conversation with the Lord, many times the Lord would mention repeatedly, right? Be strong and courageous. Lakas at tapang. But it seems, kahit ilang ulit, you know, probably Joshua was thinking, mag-isa na lang ako. Moses is no more. When he was here, he will just tell me the instruction and I'm ready to execute it. Because what he says, I will obey and I will execute. That's easy. That was easy for him. But now Moses is gone. And that probably, probably was the challenge of Joshua in that narrative. Let me ask you, my friends. Have you ever felt abandoned? Nasubukan mo na bang maiwanan sa ere? You ventured into business and the prospects were good. You have a good market share. You have friends. You have, uh, you, you have partners. You have uh, good, you know, uh, connections. But then the pandemic came. All of a sudden, the business is downward. Uh, ha moving towards the south, downward trend. And then soon you will have to let go of, of some employees that you have. And you're thinking of closing it. And you feel, nag-iisa ka na lang. Your partners left you already. Maybe you're thinking that 
you can still open up a business, but of course, there's a risk. Now you are fearful to take that, that risk in your business life. That's one example. But in Joshua's life, my friends, if you will get in the, in the shoes of Joshua, who would never be fearful if you are given the leadership position and your predecessor was Moses, the great Moses who was described in the Bible as the greatest prophet in the entire, you know, in the entire Bible. Deuteronomy 34.10, it says, No prophet has risen in Israel like Moses, untending pressure non, to Joshua, whom the Lord knew face to face, who did all those signs and wonders the Lord sent him to do in Egypt, Right? No one has ever shown the mighty power or performed the awesome deeds that Moses did in the sight of all Israel. And if you are Joshua, wow, that's uh, an enormous pressure to his leadership. Hindi ka ba matatakot, mga kapatid? What else? Would you not be fearful when you lead the great people of Israel? Parang Pilipinas lang, di ba? Ang hirap daw. It's really hard to govern the Filipino people. But that might be the feeling of Joshua. Because, you know, King Solomon described this in 1 Kings 3.9. He said, Who is able to govern the great people of yours? Napakahirap ng kanyang nararamdaman. What else? The number of enemies that they are about to fight in the land of Canaan. Would you not be fearful with that? Yes, the Philistines are there, but not only them. It is recorded, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hittites, and the Jebusites. They all came together to wage war against Joshua and Israel. And what's the command of the Lord, specific command of the Lord to Joshua? Pwede sana umiwas na lang siya, but... He cannot do that because the specific command is to take possession of the land and at the same time destroy the inhabitants that were in those places. Kaya ng powers mo yun, mga kapatid? If you're Joshua, hindi ka pa, hindi ka kaya matatakot. The point here is that Moses is no more. It is now your call. One lesson, I, I did not put it in the, in the slides. The absence of the leader exposes followers' weaknesses and fears. But then again, if the leader stays on, it will not unleash the followers' courage and leadership strength. In Tagalog, pag nawala ang leader, pwedeng lumabas ang kahinaan ng tagasunod. At ang takot ng tagasunod. Pero pag hindi nawala ang leader, hindi lalabas ang tunay na tapang at galing ng sumusunod. And that is why the Lord has to remind Joshua. In Joshua 1.9, the Lord said, Have I not commanded you to be strong and be very courageous? Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged for the Lord 
I, the Lord, your God, will be with you wherever you go. The Lord was, was saying to Joshua, I will be with you every step of the way. And in this particular encounter, you know what? The countenance of Joshua all of a sudden changed. You can see it in their following venture. First in the wilderness, of course. 40 years in the wilderness. After that, they have traversed through. That was just a picture that I've taken. It is not the actual picture, of course, right? But after the, the wilderness, they have traversed through the mountain range before entering uh, Canaan. There was a vast mountain range separating the desert and the promised land. They went through that as well. Deuteronomy 34, 1-4. Moses climbed Mount Nebo from the plains of Moab to the top of Pisgah. It, it was a mountain across from Jericho. And there the Lord showed Moses the land of Canaan up to the, the Mediterranean See, napakalawak po ng nilakbay ni Joshua. And what was his next challenge? His next challenge was the crossing of the Jordan River where the Lord said, Consecrate yourself for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. It was preached by Pastor Carlo and Bishop Pura. The Lord your God who dried up the Red Sea is the same God who will dry up the Jordan River so that you can cross over Canaan. You know, in this part of the story, the confidence level of Joshua was really high. Kasi meron na siyang napatunayan. And it seems he has nothing to fear already. He was able to delete his fears, apparently. But something happened before the Jericho Wall experience. But let me give you a side note. Our resident theologian, Pastor Sam Sade, mentioned during our huddle that you cannot actually delete your fear. And I agree to that. The only time that you can totally delete your fear is when you are with the Lord. No more fears. It's already a shalom, right? A state of you know, peace. But he said, you can defeat your fears. How? By constantly defeating the enemy. Constantly defeat your fears as we are continually fighting in the battles of life. And that I pray, by the grace of God, we'll be able to defeat the enemy regularly until the time when the Lord comes to give total victory unto us. But something happened before they entered Canaan. That's Jericho. Before that, in Joshua 5.13, let me read the first part. When Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with drawn sword in his hands. Joshua went up to him and asked, are you for us or for our enemies? 14, it says, neither or neither, he replied. But as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Look at the highlighted words. Then Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence. 
and ask him, What message does my Lord have for his servant? The commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. By this time, as I have mentioned, the Joshua uh, has already proven that he uh, was a, uh, a, a seasoned warrior. He defeated the Amalekites. He, he traveled through vast mountains, and he was able to cross uh, the Jordan River. He was a gifted warrior, which means he had a successful portfolio, right? Maganda na ang track record niya as a fighter. That's why when he encountered uh, this man, whom later he, he realized that it was the commander of the Lord's army, right? He was already in fighting mode. He challenged him. Para sa amin ka ba o hindi? Are you with us or not with us? You know, theologians would, would say that you if you encounter a statement like the commander of the army of the Lord, scholars would say that this refers to God himself. It, 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 it is not really an angel. It is really God in that a certain situation. This is a very important crossroad in Joshua's life. I remember the preaching of Pastor Jojo months back about, uh, about I am second, that this is a crossroad, that there should be a, a re-clarification of, of your position in the Lord. Because Joshua here was met by the Lord again. Why again? Because in chapter 1, he had an encounter. Now look at the answer of the Lord. Neither. Hindi ako kalaban, pero hindi mo rin ako kakampi. I am not for you, and I am not against you. Why is it like that? This is important, my friends. Understand this, and it will really change your life. That statement, my friends, is a, is a statement of who's in charge. Joshua, you cannot ask me if I am with you or against you because I am neither of those. What I'm telling you is this. I am the one in charge. That was what God was saying. I am the one in charge here. I am the one who gave victory to Moses. I am the one who, who delivered you in the past. And now I am the only one who can give you the victory in the future. As I am the Alpha and the Omega, I created all these things. What the Lord is saying here is that, yes, I remember telling you to be courageous and not be fearful, but I'm telling you now, if you will have to fear someone, fear the Lord. Yes, sinabi ko sa iyo, huwag kang matatakot. Pero kung meron kang katatakutan, fear the Lord because you are not the one running the show. You know, in the seminary, my friends, it is always common and natural if the professor, especially professors in theology, systematic theology, to ask the students, uh, who is the object of your faith? Right? 
Sino ang pinaniniwalaan mo? Unto whom you give your trust, your belief. Right? And then, of course, students in the seminary, Christian seminaries would right away answer, the Lord Jesus Christ. Right? Yun naman, siyang object ng ating faith. But let me ask you now, friends, in your homes, let me ask you, who is the object of your fear? Not faith. Who is the object of your fear? Baka mas takot ka pa sa kapitbahay mo kesa sa salita ng Diyos. You are more fearful of the comments of the people in Facebook than the comments of the Lord in the Scripture. My friends declared it uh, many years back. My best friend, he said, Subok sa krisis, takot sa misis. I don't know how can I translate that in English. Uh, tested in crisis, but afraid with misis. I don't know. <laughs> but let's think about this, my friends. Are we fearful upon the Lord? What kind of fear uh, does the Lord require from us? In the book entitled, The Greater Fear, by Brad Jones, beautiful book. It says there that there are unhealthy fears that paralyze people from fulfilling their life's calling. For example, fear of abandonment. Takot mag-isa, takot maiwan. Fear of failure. What's that? When you stop from doing things that actually is needed to accomplish your goals. It is called atikipobia. I don't know if I pronounce it right. Atikipobia. Uh, there's a medical term for that. Kung ikaw ay walang ginagawa dahil takot ka na magfail, that's actually a phobia. What else? The fear of tragedies. When you are when you are when you are fearful, when when it is triggered when you lose someone that is close to your life as a result of an accident. That is also a phobia. What's a, what's the direct effect? You will, uh, it paralyzes you to go out of, the, of your house. It is also called dystikipovia. Why am I sharing this to you? Because we are very much motivated by those fears, my friends, to not really fulfill the calling of the Lord in our lives. And you know what? The pandemic, there's one fear now that we all actually have. We have some level of this. What is that? It is called verminophobia or fear of virus. Fear of germs, ger germophobia or misophobia. This is about excessive compulsive behavior exhibited in repeated washing of hands. This is disinfecting of your hands. I'm not saying that we do not follow the health protocols, right? I'm just stating a fact. Why? Because so many behavioral fears are, we are experiencing that limits you now to fulfill your dreams. So how do we conquer your fear? How do we conquer our fear? Brad Jones said, embrace the healthy fear of God that brings freedom from destructive anxieties that otherwise will dominate your response to life. Call upon the Lord to give you His holy fear, healthy fear, 
the reverential fear that he truly deserves. And what will happen? Boldness will come to you as you are now siding with the Lord. Kakampi ka niya and surrendered if you are surrendered to your to his perfect will. What will happen? You will be fearless. You will be fearless from destructive anxiety, nervousness, thinking too much. You will, you will, be, you will not be affected with that. Yung, the one that they call paralysis by analysis. Yung hindi ka na makagawa dahil analyze ka ng analyze. But it will be replaced with reverential fear. Fear that emboldens you and gives you confidence to move towards the plan of the Lord in your life. The fear of the Lord is the greater fear. Amen? And then he said, to cultivate the greater fear is to conquer the lesser ones. Beautiful. To cultivate the greater fear is to conquer the lesser ones. In Proverbs 14, 26, In the fear of the Lord, there is a strong confidence. In unhealthy fears, it will give you, you know, lack of confidence. But with the Lord, He will strengthen you. Amen? Let me share with you a, a, a story. Uh, recently, uh, in the regions, we launched a, uh, a program that is called Support a Pastor's Kid. Okay? It is about helping them with gadgets for uh, their online schooling. We have around 10 uh, families to help. So, uh, when we launched that, I also felt the Lord impressed upon me, right, that I have to give my iPad. My own iPad that I use in, in, in preaching. So, I felt some fear. <laughs> but honestly, my friends, I had fear. So, what I did was I prayed again and uh, asked the Lord, is it, is it really you, Lord? And it was clear. Give your iPad to one of the pastor's kids. And when I really felt peace in my heart, you know, no, no time for fear. Again, it is very clear, I gave my iPad to one of the pastor's kids. So, I asked the Lord, you know, I said, okay, anyway, I still, I, I, I still have my old uh, laptop that, that was also given by another pastor. Okay? So, ganun po kami mga pastor. Pag meron kang kailangan itulong, ipagamit mo uh, for, the, for the furtherance of the Lord's kingdom. So, I, I ship it uh, somewhere in the north. I'm not gonna mention the name. But later on, that same laptop that was uh, left uh, for me to use malfunctioned. The LCD turned black. And it wouldn't function, mga kapatid. Fear came back. But what's the point? To cut the story short, the Lord provided for a new laptop for me. And then the one that malfunctioned, it is being repaired now. The LCD replacement is being repaired to be given to a pastor's kid as well. So in all of this, God is working for the good of those who love Him. Do not be fearful. Ngayon po ay may nadadagdagan pa ang natutulungan sa ating ginagawa. 
What's the lesson? You will not win significant battles in life if your heart is not fearful upon the Lord. In the passage that we've read, Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence. And when the, and when the, the Lord mentioned that you should take off your slippers, sandals, because it is a holy ground, right? Joshua obeyed so because he was in the presence of the Almighty God. That particular crossroad of his life caused him to realize his greater fear, reverential fear upon the Lord. And for me, that was the point when he was ready to conquer Jericho. The walls of fear have been broken down. Nabasag na ang kanyang puso, nabasag na ang kanyang takot. Now he was ready to conquer Jericho. Jericho was the first city in the land of Canaan. You have to pass through Jericho, a fortified city walls. Jericho was measured with two 30-foot high walls encircling the entire city. The outer walls was six foot thick, while the inner walls was 12 foot thick, all made of sun-dried solid bricks. And you know what? It was strategically placed on a hill. So really, it was, it was hard uh, to conquer. It was hard to uh, penetrate, right? Bakit 12 foot thick ang inner wall? Because they have designed that so that the army and their chariots can actually move back and forth in that formidable wall. So how do you conquer that? Let us see the narrative. Joshua 6. Now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. So para din silang naka-quarantine, right? But the context is uh, war. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its kings and its fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Take note, six days. And then have seven priests carry trumpets of rams, horns in front of the ark, on the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priest blowing the trumpets. And when you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have the whole army give a loud shout. Then the walls of the city will collapse and the army will go up, everyone straight in. Interesting story, right? As I've mentioned in the earlier part, this was an unorthodox warfare of Israel. Not the usual, not the traditional means of engaging in battle. No weapons were used in the destruction of the walls of Jericho. I'd like you to put yourself in that setting, my friends. Right? So that we can really understand the feeling. The priests... And the soldiers were, were asked, given instruction to march around the city, encircling Jericho for six days. While doing that, they did not do any assault. They did nothing. Right? 
To tell you honestly, my friends, I used to serve in the military 25 years ago. That, in my own human wisdom, that was not actually a good military tactic. Not a good military maneuver or movement. Why? First and foremost, you have already exposed yourself in the sight of the enemy. Nakita ka na nila. They know your strength. They know your capability. They've seen your numbers, right? And that actually uh, lessens your chances of winning the battle. And number two, you have lost the element of sur surprise. But that's human wisdom. This is basically what we're talking about when I said the weapons of Israel are not common, unconventional. In fact, you can see it even now. Presently, Israel is just a small country surrounded by, you know, surrounded in all frontiers by, by Arab nations and Muslim nations, yet they could not destroy or tear them down. Why? Because the Lord is with them. And so was Joshua. God was with him. And they are using a spiritual warfare from the Lord Himself. Mag-march ka lang ng anim na araw. But I'm sure, merong panalangin kasama. Why? Because the mere presence of the priest in that marching team means that they are, they were praying. In fact, alam po natin ito, that Jericho March is a prayer march. Amen? There are times, my friends, when we find ourselves in enormous walls that are impossible to break down with human strength or human wisdom. But if we pray and ask the Lord to bless us, to deliver us, at pagtagpuin mo, as I always say this, the Word of God converging with your faith, something happens if you believe in Him. The Lord will perform great and mighty things and give us the victory. What's the point in this story, my friends? Jesus, our Lord Jesus, will take you from a point of fear to a place of faith. Jericho March is a faith march, my friends. So how do we apply this in our present-day circumstance, in our businesses? Are we praying for people? Or we are just, you know, concerned with how to grow the business? Because we can always do that. If you look at Joshua, he was a military strategist. He, 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 he can, actually, he could rely on his expertise. He could design a plan of assault because he has done it and so uh, in, the, in, in the many battles that he uh, was able to win. Hindi naman malipo ang maging expert, ang maging excellent. In fact, that is our natural tendency. But I praise the Lord that he specifically obeyed the unconventional ways of our Lord. 
Because the question is this, magaling naman tayo. But will our efforts be effective and anointed? Tanungin mo yung katabi mo, wherever you are. Will it be effective with your human wisdom? So this should remind us, my friends, move from fear to faith. Pray, my friends, in all of your circumstances. Understand that. Malibang manalangin tayo. Malibang sumamba tayo. Unless I pray, then all my efforts would be futile. Get this, my friends. We are facing a formidable wall. We are in a Jericho situation today. One last point. Do you believe that the Lord still speaks to us today? Naniniwala ka ba na nangungusap pa rin ang Diyos sa atin ngayon? So what's in the narrative? Right? What's with the number seven? The seven priests. Of course, the seven trumpets. And then the seventh day. The seventh day, seven times that they were circle. circle the, the entire Jericho. Right? I'm not telling you to be superstitious. As we recognize that all the numbers are created by the Lord. But number seven is a number of perfection. Number of completion. Okay? So if you, if you use it and it helps you to increase your faith, then by all means, mga kapatid, believe. Not in the number seven, but the one who created all the numbers. For me, seven is special because I can relate it to our worship day. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the people had marched around them for seven days. It can be related to our worship day. Seventh day is our day of worship. Consider it holy. Consider it sacred. That is why it is important for us to come together in faith, come together in worship, having, having the same mind, having the same priority that day to really worship the Lord. Let me say this to you, my friends. There is blessings individually when we worship and when we pray individually, but there's also enormous blessing in community worship. When we come together, setting aside all our concerns and prioritizing God on the seventh day, which is our Sabbath day. Exodus 31, it says, For six days work is to be done, but on the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest, holy unto the Lord. Honor the Sabbath day, for it is holy unto the Lord. Here's the point. The Lord will also honor you with His miraculous bringing down the walls of our lives, Jericho's. Verse 20 of chapter 6, it says, When the trumpet sounded, the army shouted, and at the sound of the trumpet, when the men gave a loud shout, the walls collapsed. So everybody, everyone charged straight in, and they took the city. They took the city. 
Jericho wall was totally and finally defeated. What's the point? Jesus will not only put you in a place of faith where you can believe. Jesus will take away your fear, bringing you to a point of faith and defeat the enemy through consistent prayer and community worship. That's the point in all of this, my friends. As I've mentioned, these are tough times. The pandemic, the economy, the depression of many. People have lost their loved ones. Many challenges that life brings us. What is the message today, my friends? Do not be fearful except upon the Lord. And let me mention this. The greatest fear that, ever, that has ever befallen men is death. Kamatayan. But the Lord Jesus has conquered it. Amen? The Lord Jesus conquered it. When you find yourself facing enormous walls, and you feel that it is, you know, weighing you down because it's impossible to really conquer it. Do not apply your human strength. And also do not fear. Put your trust in the Lord. Be strong and courageous. And He will perform great and mighty things and give us the victory. Joshua 1.5, let me read it again. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And so in Joshua's leadership, in Joshua 21, 45, it says, No one of all the Lord's good promises to Israel failed. Every one was fulfilled. Take that home, my friends. Totoo at tunay, ang pangako ng Diyos. As I end, let me make the review. Delete or defeat your fears. You will never be able to reboot or restart anew if your decisions are driven by unholy fears. If you will have to fear someone, fear the Lord. Yes, the Lord is saying to you, do not fear. But if you will have to fear someone, you should fear. Give the Lord your reverential fear. You will not win significant battles in life if your heart is not fearful upon the Lord. The Lord will take you from a point of fear to a place of faith. And finally, defeat the enemy through constant prayer and community worship as the Israelites and Joshua have done when they defeated Jericho. And it fell down on the seventh day.